First of all, of course, I welcome uh, this uh, decision, the repeal of the so-called resonance uh, clause. It's something that should have been done for the sake of democracy, because as opposed to, uh, or in contrast to what uh, the government uh, and its uh, disciples say, democracy is not about, you know, majority rule and that's all. Uh, democracy is about the defense of the rights of the individual and of the minority. And part of this defense is by using the Supreme Court to revoke decisions the government takes and the Knesset takes, if those harm the basic rights of the minority and the, of the individual. Mm-hmm. So by, uh, by uh, canceling this clause, the government uh, actually wanted to take one step forward, among others, to uh, actually limit and to take control, actually, over the judicial system in order to become uh, one uh, powerful, unlimited uh, authority. That means the government, which already controls the, the Knesset. So it is welcome. But I would like to remind the audience that the same uh, high court upheld the arbitrary and tyrannical decision, for instance, of the police not to allow peaceful demonstrations mm. in Arab cities, not to mention the upholding of all crimes of the occupation, and cleansing in the Safayata, for instance, administrative detention, house demolition. That is to say that although the decision yesterday is welcome, it's not sufficient for Israel's transformation into a true a democratic state. So it, uh, it's uh, welcome, but not enough. Do you think that this whole democratic protest uh, of, the, of the millions that demonstrated had any influence? I don't think so, actually. I mean, I think that the, that the Supreme Court followed, and you could see the division within them as far as the, specifically the the clause of residentness is concerned, mm-hmm. that they were divided. So I don't think that the influence was that uh, great. I think perhaps, you know, to, to a lesser extent that one may uh, believe. I don't think that's the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very important to mention, by the way, that uh, there were two decisions yesterday. One is as far as the reasonableness clause is concerned, which was eight in favor of uh, repealing the uh, cancellation of, the, of this clause. But there was another decision which, in my view, is no less important and perhaps even more important. And that is to say that 12 out of the 15 uh, uh, justices mm-hmm. uh, actually said that it is constitutional to, uh, uh, for the Supreme Court to revoke cancellation or amendment of basic laws. That was the first time that the Supreme Court got, uh, involved or, uh, in a, or got involved in a, a, a basic law. Mm-hmm. And uh, 12 out of 15 said, including people, justices who are uh, totally associated with uh, the conservative way of thinking, uh, uh, if not further, uh, they actually, a vast majority said that it is constitutional for the Supreme Court to revoke or to get involved in changes, in amendments or cancellations of basic laws by the Knesset. That's a very uh, important decision. That must give you more confidence in Israel's democracy. 
as I said before, that's not enough. It mm-hmm. is a necessity, but it's far from being sufficient. Uh, look, a state cannot be a democratic as long as it controls millions of people without basic rights. In our case, occupation. So that, let's begin with that. But on top of that, the basic principle of modern democracy, and I have to emphasize modern democracy, is equality. Uh, Israel is far from being an egalitarian state in society, not only as far as the social and economic issues are concerned, but also as the ethnic or national identity of its citizens are concerned. So, in my view, you cannot cling to Jewish supremacy and yet calling yourself, at the same time, a democracy. That's a sham. Mm. There are contradictions in terms between those two values. And in that sense, because I, am, uh, I consider myself and my friends to, uh, as democratic, we are struggling for real democracy. That means an egalitarian state of society. I hope we succeed. We are still very far from that. Well, you mentioned the Palestinians. You know, the IDF has formulated a plan to, uh, in which the clans that it's familiar with will take over the Gaza Strip now, at least in the interim time, to, to hand out uh, humanitarian aid, but also saying maybe this whole idea of clans ruling the Palestinians will be transferred also to the West Bank. What do you think about that? It's not a clan. It's a Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> uh, look, this is a typical colonial policy of uh, divide and rule. I, w- I would say that it may be even uh, be, uh, identified as an echo of apartheid in South Africa, a type of a Bantustan system, uh, because they actually want to divide and rule and to... Uh, instead of national self-determination, which the Palestinian people are entitled to, uh, first and foremost, uh, as a matter of principle, morally, and uh, as far as my political views are concerned, as their basic rights as a people are concerned, and according to the United Nations and some other international conventions and resolutions, the Palestinian people is one people. And it is entitled to self-determination in the occupied territories of June 1967. That is to say that the Palestinian people should, they are entitled to, they have the, uh, they, they, they have the right, and they, uh, uh, they, they should have their own, Palestinian people should have its own independent sovereign state in the West Bank, Gaza Street, and East Jerusalem. And I'm sure that that will happen. The question is how much blood we are all going to uh, still before that. And the, that's a sham, you know, the, every, any colonial rule or imperialist rule in modern history that you could look at, uh, it tried to find collaborators uh, and uh, interested ones among the occupied in order to bypass the national aspiration mm-hmm. of the occupied. It never worked and it will never work. Israel already tried twice right. to, to find an alternative to the Palestinian uh, uh, Liberation Organization, uh, the Palestine Liberation Organization, the PLO, which is the uh, national representative and leadership of the Palestinian people. And Israel failed. By the way, those are the roots of the Hamas. The same Hamas that uh, we are all against, of course, and unfortunately, Israel had a rule in its creation and its, for, its power 
including the last few years that we all know that Netanyahu, the prime minister, backed up, of course, by the government, different governments he, uh, he had, uh, expressed very explicitly support for the Hamas rule in Gaza in order to prevent the Palestinian state and also transferred money, uh, millions of dollars from Qatar to Hamas. They did so in order to subvert the power of the Palestinian the, of PLO and to prevent the Palestinian state. And we all know how it ended. So they are going to make the very same mistake again. That's, of course, against the interest of the Palestinians, who as the people has the right to national self-determination to choose their own leadership. But this is also against the interest of Israel. That's a sharp, it will never work. Well, Knesset member Kasif, you talk about Palestinian self-determination. Do you think the Palestinians even want a state? Absolutely. Absolutely. The vast majority of the Palestinians, I cannot say that 100%, the Palestinians are a people, a nation, and they are not only entitled to national self-determination, the Palestinian people want national self-determination. And that, and, they, and, and, in the few, and I'm sure that they will succeed in achieving that. As I said before, the only question is not if the Palestinian people wins their national self-determination and establish their own state alongside the state of Israel, I emphasize. The question is when and what's the cost that we are all going to pay in blood before that. You were suspended from the Knesset for 45 days for criticizing the prime minister's policy as final solution. Are you back now? I'm back uh, for a, a month or so. Uh, but uh, look, I have to say again, there is a, a policy of the government, of this government particularly, you know, to uh, silence any kind of criticism and any kind of voice that's calling uh, for peace against the occupation and against the war. So it's not only uh, members of the Knesset, it's the citizens as a whole. Uh, and uh, as I said before, unfortunately, even the Supreme Court backed the decision of the police to disallow, for instance, peace uh, demonstrations in Arab cities. So this is part of the policy. So the silencing of uh, me and my friend and colleague, a uh, member of the Knesset, Aida Tumas Iman, who is also suspended for two months, mm -hmm. uh, this is part of that. And uh, I'm sure that they are going to try to silence us time and time again and to suspend us because they don't want to hear Criticism. This is another ingredient, as it were, of the undemocratic uh, political culture and political uh, behavior of the Israeli government.